topics discussed in this podcast may be disturbing to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. People talking without speaking. People hearing without listening. People writing songs and voices never shared. And no one dared to whisper. Welcome to the very first episode of The Analyst. My guest co-host today is Brandon Adkins. Hello. So many thanks to you, Brandon, for engineering, producing, <laughs> pretty much just holding <laughs> my hand Podcasting. as we co-host through the very first episode. So I started this podcast because of the crime crew, true crime obsession that I have. And there are so many great podcasts out there. I'll never hold a candle to those. Um, there's comedians, retired investigators, journalists, etc. But I do have a kind of a different perspective of an avid reader with an analytical mind. I'm an analyst. So with all that, I may have a touch of OCD. So I can just gather a just a little <laughs> tiny bit. So it does help when you have an analytical mind because then you kind of drill down and find out all kinds of information. And it's not necessarily to you presenting information. You're saying, here's what's out there. Here's what's available. Well, this it's like, like I like what you said when we first started doing this about that you hardly ever get the full story in any situation of what's on the news or what you read in the newspaper or any of that. Exactly. And as someone that's been accused of things before, you know, I've been through a divorce, you know, uh, there's things that you're like, wait a minute, that, this yep. didn't come up anywhere. No one ever hears the reasons why you make certain decisions. Exactly. You never hear the whole story, but you yeah. do get pieces of stories out there. Um, and so I found out a few things when I'm doing this type of research, just because I'm obsessed with it, um, that details during an ongoing investigation um, for crimes, they're very broad, and they're broad for a purpose. Um, they're protecting the integrity, integrity of any investigation. So anything that's not said in an official statement or a document cannot be taken as anything other than speculation or assumption. And with all the different types of medias that are out there now, the internet, the, the TV, social media, all those types of things. Public opinion. Public opinion. Which would you get from those social media? Exactly. And these may be well-formed speculations and assumptions, but these people aren't there. They don't have the experience. They're not professionals. Um, or they don't have the professional education. And so they still have to be considered rumor. So, but they, there is weight there. There is weight to these because there's people that are involved with certain people and they, kn and they know and they, they observe. And so I, I don't discount them entirely. Um, so information you can find on Facebook, social media, it's still considered gossip and not mm -hmm. part of an official statement, but impressions are made there. Individuals know individuals, there's still information that's to be to be found there. Um, so when you get different reports, they become convoluted. Uh, the news media will take liberties with official statements. Um, they'll publish their own speculation and make their own obsessions. Not that 
they have ill intentions. You kind of have to take those news sources with a grain of salt. Mm. You have to do more research, look for multiple articles and sources. As we go through different stories that I'll be doing, hopefully there'll be more than one episode. We'll see. (laughs) What draw you to what we're about to talk about today? Well, that's what's interesting. Um, So this happened locally. This story today is a local, well, semi-local story. So this is not something that's on... 2020 right now this is a yeah this this is is arkansas local yep okay local local so as we're going through these you'll see multiple instances of things that are reported on whether it's social media news whatever that there's gonna be some contradiction there but usually they're within the realm of possibility when you read official statement you see where those realms kind of merge um you can see how things are misinterpreted um and i'll try to call those out where i feel that's happened um, sometimes people just read it wrong, or sometimes it's on purpose that officials will give wrong information. Because remember, it's an ongoing uh, okay. investigation, and so to to pull information, they have to. So kind of like I've seen, you know, some crime shows or something. They will authorities will release something that's not necessarily true, but they're trying to get they're trying to get a reaction out yeah. of a suspect, or they're, they're trying to steer the investigation exactly they're trying to get somebody to come forward or trying to get something out of it and so i think remembering these type that there's so many things involved again you're not getting the whole story you will never get the whole story but remembering those things um then you don't have to be as maybe jaded or so so firm in a in a story you know i want people to see that there is truth in every story that's there even though you may feel that it's misinterpreted it's a lie whatever kind of sounds like the whole is the innocent until proven guilty still in effect today right and it's not it really isn't i mean it is from a justice and legal standpoint sure but not from a social media uh, investigative standpoint exactly really kind of the goal is to get people to understand that you can read between the lines you can do research and then form an idea based on the information and so for that reason i don't give names of suspects uh, because it's, it's unnecessary um, it's not whole yet. What if someone is listening to this and they want to maybe check on something or get involved because of what they hear from mm. your analyst point of view? Is there a name they can go do their own research on? Or are we going to keep it completely nameless? Well, I think in instances where the victim is there, I will definitely... Okay. They're, they're the story. Yeah. It's, it's got to be about them because they've been in a situation that's out of their control. Gotcha. They have to have a voice at some point. And so if somebody does want to give me information, I'm never going to reach out to somebody because that's not the purpose of this. Right. This is what's there. You're what analyzing am I looking? data. Exactly. Not investigating. And not investigating. Um, and, and if somebody does want to say, hey, this is what I know, okay, I'll take it. Do you want to be confidential? Do you want to be, you know, I'll take it as that. But for the most part, I will keep it just confidential because it's not official. I don't think it's fair to put it out there until, because you don't want to jeopardize an investigation either that's ongoing. So with that being said, as an analyst, that is my job. And data says, this is what we do know. So today's story is going to be justice for Jessica. So here's what I know so far from news media and social media. It gets rather confusing because... The original investigators are a small town sheriff's department, and I don't say that with malice, but there is some limited experience there. Thankfully, smaller towns maybe aren't as crime-ridden, and so um, the experience is limited. There's also some pride there, and 
by some accounts going through this story, there's some crooked law enforcement officials. Mm, in this story? In this story. That we're about to podcast w- about? Yes. Hey, man, I don't want any kind of <laughs> bricks so thrown again, through my window. <laughs> we're not going to name names. Okay. We're saying this is this is what public social media has said. So, again, this is a local case study that's out here in Colorado. and uh, Colorado? Okay, yeah. <laughs> local. Yes. Alaska. Local but I will, Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> I think I already said Arkansas earlier. Yeah, so. yeah. Right. It's not well. even Arkansas. It's Missouri. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> so starting, here's our story. We start with kind of a little bit of a timeline and go through what I've read and what I've gathered. So on 7-29-2019, a body was found along a hillside of Missouri Highway 59, just north of Knoll, Missouri, before Ginger Blue and near Shady Beach Campground. This body was found by a bicyclist that was traveling on Highway 59. So a few of the reports are a little bit muddled here. Some say the body was in a suitcase. Some say because of decomposition, the body came out of the suitcase. And in some reports, the suitcase had been up in a tree up to a week prior. Hmm. Law enforcement had said that in one article they had um, known about the suitcase in the tree up to maybe a week prior. <laughs> However, they didn't know what was there in what it. Was in it. Um, yeah, obviously they would have hopefully have yeah. done something. But there was some flooding in the area, and so they thought maybe it was just because of that. There was a suitcase up in the tree, or maybe it just been tossed out of the vehicle. They're not sure. So the majority of the reports do say that the body was found outside of the suitcase. So here's where we get with those different reports of mm-hmm. how, how you read it. Oh, she was in, or it was in the suitcase. The body was in the suitcase. It came out of the suitcase, all those types of things. Uh, but they believe the body had been put in the suitcase at some point. There are also conflicting reports about the age of the body at this time. The body was identified as female in the late stages of decomposition and 40 years old or younger. From the sheriff's department, this is the official statement or part of the official statement. It says the female is believed to be a white female that was approximately 5 foot 5 inches tall. The weight was not able to be given by the medical examiner. Due to the decomposition of the body, the female is believed to be around 40 years old. A forensic dentist is in the process of doing dental x-rays and DNA was collected and will be sent off for DNA analysis and comparisons to the state and national databases. So that's direct from a statement that was made. Again, you see that the, even the sheriff says believed to be around 40 years old. Now, this will come into play later. Okay. So according to an affidavit that was released later in this story, the body was partially closed, clothed and found in a suitcase. So again, here we, here we get different varying instances between statements and affidavits. So the affidavit is saying it was in the suitcase. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where the sheriff's department is saying it was not. Right. Okay. So again, doesn't mean it's wrong. Doesn't mean one's right, one's wrong. So what's the difference, just in case people are listening that don't know, like myself, what's the difference between a statement from the sheriff's uh, department and an affidavit? So an affidavit, affidavit. Um, especially in this case, was this affidavit that I'm referring to was released later on 814. On August 14th. Released by so, who? Uh, released by the FBI, actually. We'll oh. get into that. Okay. So, so an affidavit <coughs> usually is something that's going to uh, spurn a warrant, maybe give uh, an official document okay. that's put into play for whatever reason. Okay. 
Um, it's signed by a judge. It's there's a lot of things that go into an affidavit. It's more of an official statement. Okay, that's what I was about to say. It's still another way of another, another way version of statement, of but statement. it's 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 a statement included for a purpose. Gotcha. And then the statement is usually just something that a public statement that released to the media for whatever reason. So then we move on to 731, July 31st, 2019. The preliminary autopsy was done, and there was no apparent cause of death or any identifiable marks to determine who who this body was, who she was. Uh, Toxicology, DNA, and dental x-rays were still pending to further identify the body. So a lot of times this is done... um, an autopsy is done to, to determine is it homicide, is it accidental, is it all these sort of things, but there's things that can't be determined immediately, and it takes sometimes weeks. People don't realize that, but sometimes these takes weeks yeah. for an autopsy to be done and done thoroughly. It also depends on who the medical examiner is. Is it a coroner that's doing it? Is it a doctor? There's many different ways autopsies are done. Um, it's not always official. Like, it's not always just... I've seen that for some documentaries recently. Exactly. Yeah. There's no <coughs> procedure that's complete. Um, and every death and, and unattended death is investigated. It always is. Um, it's not determined cause of death that it was homicide, accidental, whatever, until later. Um, and then the autopsy contributes to that. But there's always a preliminary done probably to start an investigation. Um, it's interesting that they do preliminary, say that there's some information here it's mm-hmm. usually not done usually i've never I, I mean i say i never but i'm sure it's been done before i don't remember a time where they say oh here's the preliminary autopsy done and here's what we found oh, okay. because it's not complete it's not whole yet but again this is this is a woman a body found no information so they're trying to get some information out there gotcha. maybe to get investigation who knows who knows but then on august 8th 2019 Without any more information released and without confirmation, law enforcement identified the body as being 25-year-old Jessica Nicole McCormick and that her three children, ages four, two, and six or seven months, were missing. Okay. Yeah. So why did they think it was a 40-year-old? Did they ever say why they thought that or just a So the reports that I've read, depending on... (laughs) How you read it, it says 40 years old or younger. Or younger. Okay. So they covered their rear yeah. and Yeah. And usually they can't determine actual age. Gotcha. Yeah. It's usually a range. But it is interesting to note that the sheriff did say 40 years old. Yeah. He specifically in his statement said 40 years old. So oh. this kind of comes into play as we go, go through the, uh, the reports. Okay. So they mentioned that it was through further investigating that led them to reasonably conclude that this body was Jessica. So, but we need to remember, they don't have confirmation through DNA, dental record, or a family member's ID. So they have no confirmation of DNA, but they, but through further investigating, which we don't know what that is yet, right? they know it was 25-year-old Jessica. Yeah, McCormick. they presume, or uh, how did it? thought it was very interesting the words that they used okay hold on reasonably conclude okay so whatever they're investigating they've got information so here's that part where you're never getting the whole story right okay yeah you're never getting it and that's okay there's an investigation to protect and so people sometimes 
we want more information. We want more information. We want more information. You got to cool your jets sometimes yeah. because it's just not there. You're, it's not going to be there yet. But they do say DNA was taken from Jessica's half-brother to help solidify the identification of the body being Jessica. Dental identification was proving difficult since the dentist for De- Jessica wasn't known, and it may have been too long since she had been to a dentist that they have any records right. to identify her. That, I mean... I don't think I had a dentist between no, age twenty five. Exactly. So I, it's not un uncommon that that happened. So there's there's no nefarious deals going there. Uh, so eventually, the children were fain- found that same day on eight eight uh, in Des Moines, Iowa. Okay. And it was so that was shortly after their disappearance. So they identify her. They identify her that this is the body, and she has three missing kids put out let's start looking for them they were getting ready to do an amber alert or something like that but then somebody came forward and said they're with me this is in des moines iowa okay so shortly after their disappearance uh it was noted by a woman who used to work with jessica's partner or her husband or boyfriend there's conflicting reports on that but for from here on out we're just going to call him jessica's partner um she had worked with her partner in a tyson plant in Knoll, missouri so the name of her partner, his name is uh, Muhammad Tuxau Muhammad is this guy's name. So I'm naming him because he does have a charge of kidnapping. Um, he has a charge of kidnapping Jessica's four-year-old because he didn't have permission from the four-year-old's biological father to take her anywhere. Mm, that's a no-no. That's a huge, huge no-no. Mm-hmm. And especially across state lines, now the FBI become involved. Oh, so once he crosses state lines with a child that's not, he does not have permission to have, the FBI is now involved Correct. in this case. Okay. Correct. So this individual, this woman that he that said she has these kids, said that Muhammad had arrived with the children on eight five. Remember now, this is now eight eight. So a couple days later, she says, "Oh yeah, they're with me." So he arrived on eight five between six and seven p.m. But on eight eight. Around approximately 4 p.m., she awoke to the children crying. When she got out of bed, she discovered that Muhammad was not there, and she found a note from Muhammad informing her that he could not care for the children and had left. Uh, I guess I have a question. How come he took the children then if he couldn't care for them? Why? Where's the biological father, I guess? Great, great question. Okay. We're getting into that. All right, good. Keep going. I'm interested. <laughs> yeah, because it was the father of the four-year-old um, that reported the kids missing. Because at this point, when they pres- – they Oh, the father reported it missing. Okay. Yes. So uh, I'm going to ask a question. I think I uh, – okay, so the FBI is now involved because of the children thing. So if they're involved, and you said earlier Muhammad's being, he has a kidnapping charge. Is that the only thing he's being uh, looked into for right now? that is the only official charge. I got you. So I want to, definitely want to make that clear. We're not assigning blame here. We're not assigning suspects. We're not doing any of that. This is his only charge. So he is a person of interest in the investigation of her her death because he has her kids. Yeah. I mean, that's all that's available. But he could have showed up at the house. She's not there. No one can find her. And he took the kids because the the kids can't just sit there by themselves. Exactly. 
So, there's, I mean, there's that story, too. That I mean, you just don't too. know. Yep. Okay. There's multiple. And that's why you're analyzing these facts of the, the case. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, it was on 810 that he was officially charged with okay. kidnapping. So, that was two days after they found the kid. And, it, you know, these things take time. They just sure. do. So, of course, they're like, why wasn't – the people will say, why isn't there an Amber Alert? Why wasn't it like – because these things, there's certain criteria for an Amber Alert. There no one really knows is. they're missing, for one thing. But no one knows, yes. Until the, until the lady that had them saw the report. Absolutely. And what if you're a person like me that doesn't really watch the news a lot? Right. You well, may never know. I would never know. see the report. Right. You know? Right. So, okay. those, those are the – again, these are all those little stories that are coming into play. So, Muhammad, though, is the father of Jessica's two-year-old. Okay. So. So he was a biological child of one of them. Yes. Okay. Yes. So according to reports, the paternity of the youngest child is not known. So as as this recording of 9-7, he is not in custody and his whereabouts are unknown. Oh. So he dropped the kids off, said I can't take care of them, including the one of his own. Five from five, six, seven, eight, three days later. He shows up with them on 8-5. And then disappears three days later, and, and sit with leaving a note, since. and has not been found since. Okay, he he may not even know he's got this charge out for him. He does, but you think yeah. so? Oh, I think knows? he. Yeah, I would think he would have to have some inclination that what he did was wrong to leave the uh, kids there. True. I mean, yeah. th- again, that's some speculation. Again, this is one of those. That's why we I bring it up too, because that's the speculation. That's the, right. Okay. But he's he's not disappeared just because he's. Tired, want their vacation. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. No, he wants. I'm trying. I'm playing devil's advocate here. Yeah, I, I'm trying to say maybe he just is ignorant of anything. Yeah. And he just don't want to take care of maybe the kids. He's, yeah, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Okay, exactly. But uh, do according to some people on social media, he still posts on Facebook. Oh, oh he's still active. Still active. So he hasn't just disappeared. They just no, can't find. They him. just can't find him. But Absolutely. he's still active on social media. And or corresponding his, with people. His, I don't know if he's corresponding with people. Okay. I don't know that for So for he's posting what? Selfies? That's what's <laughs> weird. So his his no content, one, None of his friends on Facebook have said, hey, dude, uh, you're probably, kind of, people are looking for you. Probably. Okay. I would assume they probably yeah. have. Sure. But they're not public posts. So you have to remember with Facebook, oh, too, there okay. there's, a, there's, the there's an opportunity to have a public post. Why can't the FBI see that? I'm sure they could. If they're under investigation. I'm sure they could. They could shut everything down, too. What's interesting, though, is that this individual, Muhammad, has several different Facebook profiles. And I only know that based off of pictures. Several Facebook profiles. He goes by different names, Mm. which is very common. Oh, is it? Yes. Okay. And uh, because of his religion or what he, he, I believe he's Muslim, Mm That is a very common thing from what I've read uh, okay. is to have multiple names. Gotcha. And just because you're identifying with certain aspects of those things, I think. If anybody knows <laughs> the actual answer to that question yeah. on why somebody <laughs> would go by different names other than nefarious reasons, I would be more than willing to entertain that thought because I think it's fascinating to know why would somebody I – mean, maybe it's a nickname – I don't well, know. I don't know much about. I'm not an expert on the different religions, uh, but I mean, here's about all I know. The Clay Cassius Clay changed his name to Muhammad. Yep. I mean, that's all I know. Right. Because of his religious, you know, I'm sure it has some kind of makes sense to somebody in that religion or whatever. There's a reason. There's a reason. 
but yeah. Now, do you need ten Who different knows? names? Five? Two? Who knows? I mean, that's yeah. what I don't know. Exactly. How many different names do you go by? Yeah, and why? And 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 then why would you create? I mean, maybe they have multiple personalities. I don't know. And you create these Facebook profiles, and then I mean, Saul went to Paul, right? But then he didn't go to Henry, then Frank, and then George. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like that was like as he right. he stuck with Paul. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So right. I don't know. That's that's just kind of an interesting fact that okay. that that's out there that he. Again, all these things that you find out when you're looking for somebody and looking for okay. information, you f- you're like, why was this? Why would this be? And why you know this based be? off the photos of the people. On yeah, there. they're similar photos. Gotcha. There's there's similar photos, similar names. There's all kind of things that you could could look out there for. Okay. Um, I, I won't name them because again, I don't I don't think it's necessary to sure. to, to you know don't want those involve. things. People don't want to be involved. Yeah, exactly. But Jessica was never reported missing to law enforcement. She was only reported by the missing from the father of the four-year-old child after the preliminary identification of the body was Jessica. So that's what started the search for the kids on 8-8. So the father of the four-year-old may have been looking for his four-year-old. Maybe it was visitation time or something. Yep. And couldn't find the mom. Right. And he's the one reported her missing. Maybe he didn't have a relationship with his kids. Right. Maybe he didn't have a relationship with the mother. For whatever reason, we're not going to speculate on that. So how do you know she was missing? Because they they preliminarily identified the body. That's when they knew she was missing. That's (coughs) what started that. So started the search for those. But social media comments by friends say that they were looking for her. Which, of course, if I went missing, I'm sure... My friends would be looking for me. They may assume for whatever reason I didn't want to be found at first. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what the, the thought process of somebody else when I just don't show up for something. Or yeah. maybe she didn't have, I don't know her if she had a job. Did she not show up for her job? Maybe that was right. a week she had off. Maybe she has a four, five, four week. Well, who knows that, that she wasn't identified as being missing. So that I, I, don't, I don't feel like that was is any... Nobody was really concerned until the report. Right. And I think and they were name. concerned that she wasn't, but they didn't know. And maybe they assumed something had happened again. It's that speculation. We don't know. Gotcha. We don't know that. So people, so by the media just saying she was never reported missing to law enforcement. Gotcha. She so might have been reported missing to media. To eat two mm-hmm. friends and, oh, well, yeah, but she, she, you know, she wanted to... Maybe she did this once in a exactly. while, and her friends were like, "Ah, she'll show up." Exactly. Yeah. So that's, and that's I, I think that's an important thing to remember, and the and the, the theme of this podcast being that, you know, that that what you're getting is not the whole story, right? So, um, friends had seen last seen Jessica with her three kids on July, 3rd. early July, early in July, according to nine one one dispatch logs, law enforcement responded to her home on. July 16th. According to the affidavit that I was referring to earlier, they checked her with her partner for active warrants at this time as well, and no one further information is given about this call. Hmm. So they, was, they saw her. They saw her with her kids, and they saw her with her, her partner at that time. There's no information about that call. That has zero to do with the missing body. That has nothing to do with the body in the tree. This is a completely separate call. Yep. Somebody made a call to 911 for some reason, and she was seen there. Yes. So that is With her the kids. Yes. With the partner. With, yes. Gotcha. So 
for all intents and purposes, I would say 716 would be the last time she has seen alive. Yes. Known seen alive. There may be other people that did see her after that. Don't remember it was after that. Officially. Officially. But there was also another call the next day on July 17th to 911 that said they hadn't seen Jessica. Hmm. Interesting fact. This is also Why is the call being made? Just to say I haven't seen Jessica? Yeah, we don't know any information, more information about that. The law enforcement saw her on 716 when the first call was made. Yes. And then the next call was made the day after just to inform we haven't seen Jessica. Yeah, we don't know who made that call. We don't know the content of that call. They don't. We don't know why it was called. Okay. This was information also on an affidavit. Okay. Part of the missing children affidavit okay. that happened that spurned from the father of the four-year-old looking for his kid. Hmm. So there may be more information there. Again, we're protecting an investigation mm-hmm. here, too. So the affidavit, know, the people who are releasing or writing the affidavit know that this is going to be released to the public. It's part of, I believe, Freedom of Information Act. Okay. So they have to protect those details still. So it is n- interesting to note that that happened. Yeah. That definitely thickens yep. things, the plot. Yep. So a friend of Jessica who used to live with her at this address got a text message and a phone call early on July 16th to come pick her up. But he had recently moved away and, and much further away um, to a day prior, and he couldn't come and pick her up. Okay. This is, again, according to that affidavit. Mm-hmm. The last report we have on this story in the news media was that the FBI were searching her apartment. And that was the middle of August. Yes. And is now September 7th. There is hmm. no further information about this case at this time. Nothing else has been released since the middle of August. And what yes. was released was we're searching her apartment. Yes. No one's still looking for Muhammad for the kidnapping charge. Right. Okay. There's no other details about the investigation into her death. There's nothing. Doesn't mean the investigation is not ongoing. Doesn't mean that. Sure. We, ju- we just don't know. Again, as an analyst, here's the data. I no longer have data. Yeah, this is where it stops. This is where the it stops. The trail goes cold for for the analyst part. For the analyst and the avid. And the investigators data. still probably investigate. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so what are we doing with this podcast? Are we going to have a follow-up on this story? Yes, hopefully. Okay. Uh, I search this name every day. I okay. search the people's names that are involved every day. Um, to see if there's any more news articles out there. I'm on Facebook every day searching these names and seeing what information, what data is there. Interesting. Yeah, but I still have questions. I'll tell you my questions. Yes, what are your questions? Why was there no initial contact from the friends of Jessica to the police? Why was there no missing persons? Why is that? Well, we discussed that a little bit. Right. For whatever I mean, reason. for someone like myself, I could probably be missing. Well, no, because of my son. Yeah. But if I didn't have my son for a while, let's say, and I went missing, I don't think anybody would really notice if I wasn't at work or anything because I don't really, I'm not social media yep. heavy. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe a few texts or something, but it's also in my 
personality to not answer right away. Yep. You know, if I'm busy, uh, maybe two three days tops. Maybe. Yep. Yeah. So tops. friends have said on social media they were looking for her. Yeah. So they, so they were they wondering knew. So why. So who knows how long they were doing that? Um, I would assume that pretty quickly with the kids. Maybe I don't know. But why didn't they not contact the police? Maybe they didn't want to get in trouble. And that could very well be. Maybe if they felt she was missing, maybe she's got some problems. Maybe with she's some. hiding. They, you know, a lot of good, a lot of good questions to just think about. Speculation. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So those those are the questions that I have, and that maybe we'll find the answers to. I guarantee you, no one thought she was in a suitcase in a tree. No one thought oh, that. Oh, I think her friends would have contacted. Yes. The law enforcement. Yeah, I agree. So that's a good question. Those are things to ponder. The other question is, why did it take five to six days, August eighth? August 13th to charge Muhammad with kidnapping? I have a two part with this question. Okay. We kind of, well, I don't know if we mentioned the name or, or we're staying away from names, but the woman who Muhammad dropped the kids off to, is, is this normal behavior to right. this woman? How come she didn't try to get in touch with the mother? What story did he tell her? Right. She just says, okay, I woke up in the middle of the night and he was gone. Right. How many days was that? Three. Three days? You're not wondering, not a call from the mother, not nothing? And I would assume that he told her a convincing story. Probably so. You're right. Uh, she doesn't see, I mean, she, according to all the documents, she is not a person in, involved. Of any interest at all. She was, maybe she was just making sure the kids yeah. were taken care of. Don't want to... She'd be like me, like, I don't care. I wash yeah. my hands or whatever exactly. is happening. I just, don't, just I'll make, make sure these babies are taken care of. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So we believe that the four-year-old would be in the custody of the biological father soon, if not already. The kids were probably in control with the state and being taken care of there. So they are yeah, not missing. Awesome, yeah. They are taken care of. It is really sad that uh, we don't know what they have been exposed to in this whole thing. So remembering that sometimes there there are other victims in in these cases besides mm-hmm. um, the children the, are always the victim. Yeah, they usually have no choice in these, yeah. these situations, or they probably don't have a choice. So there are a lot of things I won't go into great detail because I called them rumors, and there are comments and content on Facebook, um, and I I am not friends with any of these people. Um, they are public posts only. Um, this information that I talk about when I talk about social media and the things, these are public things only. So I, I say that, but I don't want to give a lot of credence to them either because it's an ongoing investigation. I don't want to get people stirred up that I've said this and now this is what this is. Mm-hmm. But um, they do say that Jessica, her friends, were, she was posting on her Facebook up until a week before her body was found. Okay. So... I can't see those posts that Jessica was was posting because oh, they were probably private. Private. We're not, I honestly, if you don't want your business out there, lock it down. That means that you only your friends see it, right? Only your friends see it. Gotcha. So the friend, your friends, friendly the advice there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just if you don't want the analysts coming and reading your posts, mm-hmm. make it private. <laughs> is what I'm getting at. Uh, there's a way to be discreet. 
But also, Jessica had several different Facebook profiles. Um, again, these are by... Is this normal for the kids I out there, the 25-year-olds? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't have time to keep up with one profile. Well, I I watched that show Catfish for a while. Yes. And I was found it fascinating yes. how people would use... They'd go under different names and different pictures to fool people. I'm like, where is this going? You Why know do they have the time to do that? Point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I don't get it. So, uh, and I only say that because I, there are profile pictures that look similar to her profile With as the same, the same person and similar and the same names. I mean, obviously there are many different people with the same names, but in this instance, I could These I look like the same person. They look like the same person. So there's interesting some, again, we're going into some of these, these sources, these news sources that I have. There's a news article from the Joplin Globe that states the father of one of the children had been working in a different, in, in St. Louis area. And that two of the three fathers are part of the Somalian community in Knoll, which I think is interesting that there is a prevalent community there, which are talking with people that are from that area. They said, yes, that's because of the work that's available there. So I don't say that as, as a identifying mark of these people. I'm sure. just saying that this is a community that is tight-knit. It's there. It's known to be there. In the same article, it states that Jessica lost both of her parents in a car accident when she was a child. However, there is an obituary um, that's out there um, there is a blog that's out there, um, and it cited this mortuary as the source for this obituary. And it does say that she is survived by her father, along with her children, and some other family members, including two brothers. So I say this, and I don't want to say it because I'm identifying these people as that she, ha but she had a family. She had people that knew right. her. There is, or would be DNA to identify this, these remains. So that's there. So uh, th I say that, and I also say this because a news source says she has no parents. An oh. obituary says she has a parent. So, again, I'm saying this because I want that to be known, that there are multiple sources, there are multiple versions of a story based off of all the same information. Interesting. Yeah. So that's why I bring that out. Again, I don't want to be like, identifying people or anything thing like that this this is the reason for that also um again this this is part of this realm of rumor and facebook that there are some public posts on face on jessica's facebook that are accusing a law enforcement official as trading or asking for pictures of female in exchange for bail they also label him. Is this the him. same sheriff's department that investigated? Yes. Oh, no. Yes. Okay. So I'm treading very, very carefully here yeah. because this is an accusation. There's a difference between an accusation, an official charge, and a conviction. Those yep. are three very, yep. very different things. I mention this because this is part of Jessica's life. This mattered to her enough that she made something pu public about it. I also say this because this is the information that is on media about this person. Okay. That's why I'm saying that these these are this is what's involved when you're looking at 
her sources and yeah. her her life and her things that her name is attached to this is what's out there so this tells me two things though yeah this 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 speculation or it's yep. not really speculation this is a fact that it is on her public facebook the two things it tells me is she's been in jail possibly because uh, of the accusation of sheriff's department wanting pictures, whatever. Or she knows bail. has a personal. Or has someone that was in jail that she was trying to get out and could not. Um, and it says that she's got somewhat of a relationship with the sheriff's department. The, yes. Yes. Who is the same people investigating? Yes. Absolutely. That's, that's sticky. It's very <laughs> sticky. And I think that's an important piece to this. That's the only reason I'm bringing it up is because not because there is something nefarious there, not because there is conspiracy there, not because of these. I'm saying this because this is what people see. Yep. These are the impressions people get. This is what sticks in their mind about a person's death that didn't need to happen. But they're all formulating people's opinions. Mm, so yeah. being very careful about what you're reading, how you're taking that information, the assumptions you're making about somebody's character or their life, those are, are things you have to take with a grain of salt and you have to be open-minded to then the other information that you're getting. You can't make a solid opinion about an individual when there are too many factors involved yeah. that you don't know the whole story you never know it so yeah that's why i bring that up i debated bringing that up to be honest because it is sticky yeah <laughs> but it leads it lends itself to the topic of this podcast and the topic of of having an analytical mind or having what people well, read even in the news. somebody with a logical mind yes. sees that kind of information, and it, it raises questions. It does. At, at the very least, it raises questions. Yes, absolutely it does. And, uh, you know, I did a little bit of digging. This was the only time I ever reached out to somebody, and it was a Twitter profile that I reached out to because of how I do my research of searching for names and searching for content related to somebody's name. Um, that somebody had mentioned her her name in connection to this this law enforcement official as well mm -hmm. and her experience I directly talked to this person on Twitter I say directly when it's over yeah, Twitter Twitter it's can be but this this individual had a similar experience with a friend of hers in this county gotcha with the same with law the enforcement same person. law enforcement official same instance those accusations same accusations thank you that's exactly what i was looking for so again i say that because these are forming opinions out there mm -hmm. and and whether they're right or wrong i'm not here to to make that determination at all mm. it's not not the not the point of this podcast anyway <laughs> Right. You might, somebody might take this and be like, okay, well, now I'm going to make the decision. Right. Here it is. Well, and that's fine. Um, some of the posts that uh, Muhammad has posted on a, a public face, you know, public posts, um, a lot of times they're, they're not 
original content. Most of them are shares, re-shares, oh, okay. stuff that may be important to them. And one thing that I find is interesting, I, I'm debating bringing this out because <laughs> I don't even know if it's, it's again, it's not connected, but then let's go back to that. It's, it's formulating people's opinions mm -hmm. is that there is a post that he has about a prayer, a Muslim prayer about forgiveness. Oh, to forgive himself or someone else or just, just forgiveness in general? I, I, we don't, that's a good question. Okay. We don't know. Since we're not being, it's not original content. It's not from his mouth. I don't, I don't know. Okay. So he shares popular quotes, nothing really original. This might be something that a law enforcement officer would interview, might bring up in an interview. How come you did this? Right. But it's it's circumstantial. At exactly. Best. I mean, they can't do any. There's nothing. And again, there. is this why they're leaving his profile out there? Out there, because I believe for people to make assumptions yeah. and whatnot. And I believe the FBI has full capability of shutting. Oh it yeah, down. they can shut this down <laughs> if they want to. Um, there may not be a reason. To, there's a million. Uh, again, they can also probably track it. Uh, possibly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So who knows? There is one I very can't, interesting. I just can't believe he's. Dodging the FBI for this long, if they're if they're actively searching for him, well, his last known whereabouts were Iowa. Okay, so he's on the move. He's on the move. Okay. If if not still in Iowa, who knows? Who knows where he is? There is one last thing I want to talk about with Muhammad because in an investigation, you search somebody's name, things come up. Mm. So two years ago, he was charged with sexual assault of another woman in Knoll. When the alleged victim was trying to defend herself in his apartment, she grabbed a rod from the floor. He grabbed a gun from a kitchen cabinet and told her to leave. That's smart. Get out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> a court hearing is scheduled November 19th of this year. Gotcha. He's charged with sodomy and unlawful use of a weapon. Hmm. I say that because this is, again, assumptions and opinions are being made about an individual when you put their name into... Google, yeah. and you find these things. So, so he's, he's he is officially charged with these things. Yes. So basically, he's been accused of them. So he has a court hearing. A court hearing can be a million different things. Whether That's what I'm it's saying. He's only been accused by this uh, alleged victim, and accused and charged. And charged. Who's doing the charging? Prosecutor. Yes. Like she's convinced the prosecutor this is real. Yes. And they're charging him with it. So he has a hearing to either. Talk about the, the validity of it, yep. or face to plead. It, to plead. To plead. Is it a trial? Who knows? There's. Gotcha. There I am one of those people that I don't believe everything I read. Yeah. I I cannot. I'm not going to argue the fact that it's there. Right. Like these posts about him and the prayer post, yep. him and the others post, the Jessica's post. They're there. There's yep. a reason they're there. Yes. Whether the person be you know trying to start trouble or whether the person be seriously passionate about this because it's real right. but there's a reason yes there yes whether there there's a little truth in every lie exactly. there's a little lie in everybody's truth. truth exactly so i'm very cynical person at nature yes. and i just like to i'm that person like <laughs> well this is what's happened well what they do Exactly. How did it get to that point? How did it get to that point? Exactly. And not that one is bad or the other, but right. there's a it's, reason it's you're saying it the way you're saying it. There's a cause and effect. Yeah. Yeah. So I think uh, 
that's that's the point of this podcast. Like you said, well, let's bring up all these things and how people are thinking and how people else other. Very interesting reason thing. Yeah, so I have a bunch of links here of my sources. Um, uh, these are the ones that I I felt gave a lot of weight to the story as I was telling it, and the conflicts of information. So I will post those on the analyst has a Facebook page. Um, and I will be so I'll be posting these links to these different news articles. Um, any follow-ups to this story will be in future episodes. Um, you can find me on Podbean and hopefully soon, if not now, iTunes. And for any questions or contacts, you can email me at s a s s a t e c k sassatech at gmail.com. And if you hear this podcast, leave a review, please, especially if you hear it on iTunes. Leave a review and a comment. If it's nice, we'll probably read it on the air. Exactly, exactly. So, and also, if you feel like I need to be corrected, I feel corrections are not a weakness. It's a standard of the truth. So, if I've reported on anything incorrectly, I welcome the correction if that correction is supported with a valid and qualified source. <laughs> so I don't want somebody's opinion. You're not gonna. So, you're not gonna accept. Uh, uh. Uh-uh. Right. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> that doesn't. Like that's not acceptable. You're entitled to that opinion. Okay. Yeah. So I'm welcome to that feedback. I'm welcome for that information and any more sources or any information. Again, I'm not going to reach out to you because that's not the point of this podcast. So, but again, please like review, however that works. And uh, hopefully we'll see you in future episodes. If you follow Facebook, I'll make sure that I am posting something that shows you what to expect. So once again, this is the analyst. Data is my job. And data says, this is what we know.